Welcome back to another edition of the Making the Madness College Basketball Podcast. I'm your podcast host, Jonathan Warner, and today we are going to do the weekly bracketology watch. Uh, you know, just going to go through, uh, we're going to do it the same as we did last week. We're going to go, you know, down the seed lines, uh, and we're going to start off, of course, with the one seeds. We're going to keep it with the same four that it has been. Uh, pretty much for from the beginning of you know when I've been doing these, uh, Baylor is the number one overall. They right now have nine quadrant one uh, wins. Five of those wins are in quadrant one A. Uh, nine and zero in quadrant one. Uh, Twenty two and one overall. Just Baylor. There's really no argument for anyone but the Bears at this point in time. And I think that's a given fact. So the Bears are my number one overall seed. Kansas at 19-3, 10 quadrant one wins, uh, four in quadrant one A, no losses outside of quadrant one A. They're the pretty clear number two overall seed. Gonzaga, I was a little bit surprised to see seeded over San Diego State last week in the bracket reveal uh, that the selection committee did. Uh, I personally would go San Diego State over Gonzaga, but given the tournament committee just uh, put Gonzaga in the West region and San Diego State in the East region will stay the same way. Uh, I personally like San Diego State's resume a little bit better. Uh, Gonzaga, I think the argument was they have better wins, which I guess is a little bit true, but uh, 24-0 should mean something just in my opinion. But we're not here to argue with the committee. We're here to you know predict what the committee is going to do, and that's they're not going to change that around all of a sudden. Moving on to the two line, uh, Duke, Dayton, uh, five and six. Duke remains you know four and one in quadrant one, uh, twenty one three overall, and now they have three top fifteen wins with that win over Florida State on Monday. Uh, Dayton. You know, 22 and two overall, three and two in quadrant one. Uh, I've heard some discussion. You know, they should be a number one seed. Let's back off if you're in that discussion uh, and taking part of it. Uh, they haven't beat, you know, the caliber of teams that even a San Diego State has beaten. And here, you know, we're all arguing San Diego State does not deserve. To be a one seed because, oh, they haven't beaten anyone. Uh, They beat Creighton. They beat Iowa. Those are two teams that are much better than any team Dayton has beaten thus far this year. Now, yes, Dayton does look awfully good. Uh, They passed the eye test. They're a team that I think many people will have in their final four. Uh, That doesn't mean they earn a one seed. They do not earn a one seed right now. They stay on the two line. And should minus you know minor collapse by a bunch of teams currently on the one line. Uh, moving on, the other two two seeds. Uh, Louisville is the first uh, three and three quadrant one. Not really impressive, but twenty one three overall is impressive. Uh, and the Duke win on the road is you know holding up nicely. I think they'd stay on the two line if you know the committee's doing it today. Maryland is beat out Seton Hall for the last two spot. I I personally like Seton Hall better than uh, Maryland. I think the one thing holding C- Seton Hall back is the fact that they're 12th in the net. 
Uh, they don't also have the you know name brand recognition that even a Maryland has, uh, which is another you know factor. You have humans in the room making these decisions. They're usually going to go with the name brand team overall. You know the biggest team that is having you know a historically great season, but uh, just a just a great season for them. But you know they'd go over with Maryland over Seton Hall, uh, which they showed in the bracket reveal. I disagree, but given that's the way the selection committee decided to do it, uh, I will hold that up and put Seton Hall over Maryland. Also on the three line, uh, we got Florida State. They're only 3-3 three and three in Quadrant 1, uh, 14th in the net, which is a little bit concerning, but that Louisville win on the road is looking awfully good and you know just a good overall resume no bad losses uh, to speak of so they're on the three line West Virginia remains on the three line uh, it moved up to the two line briefly for the selection show reveal uh, they're five and three in quadrant one uh, sixth in strength of schedule just a really good overall resume no bad losses to speak of so West Virginia certainly Warrants being a three seed. Auburn at 21-2 overall, 15th in the net, uh, and you know, 11 Q1, Q2 wins. Uh, they round up the three line. Uh, I'm still not a huge believer in Auburn long term. Uh, I think they'd probably, if they're three seed, I think they would probably be one that exits, you know, to a six seed or even an 11 seed. But uh, they've certainly earned the three-line seating uh, that they have right now. The four seeds, I went with Butler as my number 13th overall. Uh, They have 12 Q1, Q2 wins, which is uh, by far the most of any team in this range. Seven of those are in Q1. Uh, They're 13th in the net. Just a really good overall resume. Butler deserves to be on the four-line. Penn State's also on the four-line. 7-3 7-3 in Quadrant 1, uh, the Red Hot right now, 12 Q1, Q2 wins, uh, which I just said uh, Butler has the most of any team in this range, and of course I didn't even check the next team on my statistics, uh, which is Penn State. Uh, so Butler and Penn State both deserve to be four seeds. The one thing holding Penn State back, I think, kept them from the bracket reveal was their non-con strength of schedule which was 331st in the country if they would have just you know played a little bit better non-conference schedule uh, if it's in like the 250s I don't even think that's holding them back I think they would have been in the bracket reveal but uh, it was not the case they were not in the bracket reveal and thus uh, are just now getting to the four line Villanova with 10 Q1, Q2 wins, uh, and the third strength of schedule. I think those are kind of the things that I like about Villanova, why they should be on the four line. And then Kentucky, 19-5 overall, uh, name brand recognition, uh, the great wins they have thus far this season. Three quadrant 1A wins uh, thus far. Look, they have the Evansville loss that probably held them back from being on the bracket reveal, but I think overall this Kentucky team has done enough to warrant a four seed. 
Uh, they have close competition, though, with the five seeds. Michigan State uh, is my uh, number six, 17 team overall. They have t- 10 Q1, Q2 wins. Now, Grant, seven of those are in Quadrant 2. Uh, no bad losses to speak of. Uh, 17 and 8 overall. Uh, they rate 10th in the net, which is uh, really high. Just the analytics seem to like this team. I wouldn't be surprised if you know if they were se- the selection committee seating it. You know, right now they'd go Michigan State over Kentucky. That would surprise absolutely no one. Uh, but I went Kentucky over Michigan State. The two did play earlier in the year, and Kentucky won. So. That could be a factor uh, if it came down to those two teams for, you know, the four, the five line. Marquette's also on the five line, six and five in quadrant one, uh, ninth in strength of schedule, nineteenth in the net, uh, good overall record. This this is a Marquette team that's really good at basketball, uh, and I think is one that's uh, deserving of being a five seed. They play Villanova. Uh, a little bit later here today, you might be listening and know the result of this game. Uh, this is before any of the uh, Wednesday night games tip off. You might know the result of that. They might drop to a six line in tomorrow's bracketology, but for now, on, they're on the five line. Then the other two teams on the five line are Colorado and Oregon, uh, the two Pac-12 teams. Uh, both have good quadrant one records. Uh, with Colorado, you know they have the Dayton win. Oregon has the Seton Hall win. Both those lead wins are really helping them. Uh, they have, you know, better records than a lot of the teams that are in this range that were being considered for the five line. Uh, and you know, with Colorado, they don't really have any bad losses. With Oregon, look, they have the Oregon State, uh, Washington State losses. Neither of those losses. Uh, looks all that great you know when you look at on paper but both those teams have improved to the point where it's not going to kill the resume and thus not killing the resume is going to help the ducks stay on the five line moving on to the six line going to start out with the creighton blue jays Uh, they have the six and six quadrant one record uh, which is helping them at the time uh, a win at Villanova, 17 and 6 overall, just a really good overall resume. Uh, could have got easily been on the five line. I went with uh, Oregon and Colorado over them, but certainly you can make the argument they should be on the five line, and I wouldn't really argue back. I think that's you know well warranted if you want to see them on the five line. Uh, it wouldn't be a complaint of mine. LSU, uh, they're 18 and 6 overall, which is pretty good record. Only two Quadrant 1 wins at the moment, uh, seven in Quadrant 2, uh, and only one Quad 3 loss. Just uh, not a great resume necessarily, uh, but you know it start, it's pretty good uh, given the moment uh, and the record. You know The committee has shown that already that they like a good record. Uh, they certainly have that. Iowa is 17 and 7 overall, so you know a decent record there. Uh, five quadrant one wins, five quadrant two wins. Those are going to help the Hawkeyes, uh, and only one quad three or worse loss. I think the Hawkeyes are 
pretty comfortably on the sixth line. You could even argue that they belong on the five. Ivan is a six, but they should be no lower than a six seed. Uh, the last six seed I have is Arizona. Uh, they're ranked 11th in the net, which is really helping them. Uh, somehow ended up with the fifth strength of schedule. Uh, only two and five in quadrant one opportunities, six and one in quadrant two. Uh, the you know the net, the strength of schedule are going to help the uh, Wildcats stay you know in the six or seven seed line range. Uh, but they they need wins if they're going to actually start competing for even like a four or five seed. I think they're comfortably at the six. Could even argue that they belong at the seven. Uh, but six or seven is the correct seeding position for Arizona. Moving on to the seven line, uh, Texas Tech is the first seven seed. Three and seven in quadrant one, four and two quadrant two, uh, 16, eight record, uh, 17th in the net. Uh, you know, not a whole lot to love about this resume. Uh, just looking at it, no signature wins. I guess you could call West Virginia or Louisville those signature wins. So I guess that's, those are actually some pretty good signature wins. Not much else, though, you know, in terms of a win perspective. Uh, but definitely warranting a seventh seed. You could maybe even argue that they belong on the sixth line if you uh, don't like Arizona's resume. I went with Arizona over them, but certainly you could argue... Uh, Texas Tech over Arizona. Michigan, uh, they're 6-8 and eight in Quadrant 1. They beat Gonzaga. Uh, and the one factor I think could make a difference for Michigan getting a higher seed is the Isaiah Livers groin injury. Uh, they've been really good with him in the lineup. Not so good with him out. I think that's one thing that, you know, you look at the end of the day, they could get maybe a seed line bump just because a few of their losses were without Isaiah Livers. Also on the seven line is Houston. Uh, not a ton of great wins. Uh, two and three in quadrant one. Uh, six and two in quadrant two. No bad losses either. And a 19 and five record. 28th in the net. Uh, just has them pretty comfortably on the seven line. Ohio State uh, this is kind of controversial. 15-8 uh, overall. Not really good record wise. Uh, four and six quadrant one uh, in terms of wins, uh, but they do have some really good wins. You know, they won at, they beat Villanova, they beat Michigan. Uh, I think those two things you know help them stay on the seven line. A really good strength schedule as well. On the eight line, uh, everyone's favorite uh, for any bracketologist, it is the BYU Cougars. They are two and five in quadrant one. Uh, Four and two in quadrant two. They went out and played a really tough non-conference strength of schedule as that was ranked ninth in the country. No bad losses. Uh, 22nd in the net. Just a lot of really good things to like about this BYU resume and why they're pretty comfortably on the eight line. Also on the eight line, it's a Big Ten trio of Rutgers, Wisconsin, Illinois. We'll start with the Wisconsin, who has a, the second strength of schedule. Seven quadrant one wins, 32nd in the net. Uh, the 14-10 record isn't really great, but the rest of that resume looks really good. Rutgers, uh, they need a road win. They're only 1-5 on the road. 3-5 in quadrant one, uh, 31st in the net. 
16-7 overall, just you know, solid resume. I would like them to pick up a road win here there uh, to really you know strengthen their position on the NSA tournament. But for now, they would be in. Illinois following a tough loss. Uh, we'll see if Ayu Desumu is playing. Uh, still have not gotten any word on that. Uh, four and six in quadrant one. Four road wins. Uh, Fifteen or eight overall. Uh, can't really punish this team uh, for playing at a really tough conference, uh, and they belong on the eight line. Moving to the nine line, uh, we get into it with Northern Iowa. Uh, they're 19-3 overall. They beat Colorado. The 99 strength of schedule is not really great, uh, but they've shown thus far, you know, when playing high major competition, uh, they had a chance to beat West Virginia earlier in the year. They beat Colorado. They they belong comfortably in this NCAA tournament picture. Stanford at 29th in the net, uh, 102nd strength of schedule, uh, two and five in quadrant one. Uh, you know those are things that will help them get into the NCAA tournament picture as long as well as their uh, good overall record. 12 of their 16 wins are in Quadrant 3 slash Quadrant 4. I don't really like that, but I still think they're comfortably on the 9 line. Xavier uh, is also on the 9 line. 2-7 uh, and seven in Quadrant 1, 5-1 uh, and one in Quadrant 2. No Q3, Q4 uh, losses to speak of. 16-8 record overall. Uh, you know, they're... They're kind of like in that range of resumes where it doesn't jump off the page, but it's just they check this box, they check that box. Uh, I went with Xavier over uh, teams like USC and Oklahoma because they rank a little bit higher in the net, despite both having pretty similar resumes. Their win at Seton Hall is also uh, the best win of any of those three teams that I just mentioned. Rhode Island uh, also comes in at a 9-line, 18-6 overall, 35th in the net, 5-1 in Quadrant 2, 1-4 in Quadrant 1. They have that loss at Brown, which isn't looking all that great, but I still think even despite getting completely stampeded by Dayton last night, uh, Rhode Island should be at least a 9-seed. Could maybe argue them being a 10-seed, but... Beyond that, that would be uh, going a little too far. Purdue comes in at a 10 seed. Uh, this is mostly due their, to their record. It's 14-11 overall. The NCAA tournament committee is not going to reward teams, even despite having great metrics, which they do. They rank you know top 30 in basically every predictive metric available, 30th in the net, uh, four quadrant one wins, three quadrant two wins, uh, just the record needs to get better if they're going to, you know, get a single-digit seed. If their record was like 16 and seven right now, they would maybe even be like a six or a seven seed. Uh, it's just 14-11 isn't going to help. USC comes in at the 10 line, uh, eight quad one, quad two wins, uh, 47th in the net, which is a little bit low, uh, but no. Uh, one thing that I did find interesting is no uh, losses they've had have come outside of Quadrant 1, which is helpful. 
Oklahoma also has that same situation where all their quadrant or all their losses come in quadrant one. They're also in the 10 line. 15, 8 overall, 8 quad 1, quad 2 wins. Uh, 49th in the net has them just below USC. I think both are pretty clear 10 seeds at the moment. Also on the 10 line, it is VCU, who's 17, 6 overall, uh, 76 strengths of schedule, not really great. Only 1, 4 in quadrant 1, 3, 4th in the net. Uh, they th- I think they're more on the bubble than... I think most people realize, but they're still in the NCAA tournament. Moving to the 11 line, uh, we do have East Tennessee State in here. Uh, they're 18-4 and four overall, uh, 41st in the net. They won at LSU. They have won bad loss thus far, uh, but that's it. I still think they're – I think if they lost their conference tournament, they would be in the NCAA tournament as like a last 4-in team. I think, though, you know, they're comfortably in. They're their projected conference champion for now. And in which case, that would force all the uh, last four in teams to the 12 line if the bracket started today, which it does not. But we're getting closer here. St. Mary's comes in at the 11 line. Uh, They're 38th in the net. Five quadrant two wins, uh, two quad one wins. Uh, but two quad three losses are really kind of what's keeping them down for me. I think if they don't lose a couple of those games, they're maybe a little bit higher up here, but can't go back in time and race those wins. Florida comes in at the 11 line. Uh, three and six in quadrant one was really the big factor that helped them, you know, get in, over, you know, avoiding the last four in, unlike some of the teams near them. Virginia is my last uh, non-last four-in team. Uh, two and three in quadrant one, uh, four and three in quadrant two, 16-7 overall. You know, there's not a lot to like or dislike with that resume. And, you know, they're de- the defending national champions, as mentioned before, you know, you have people on this, you know, selection committee. You don't have robots. I think they're going to probably give Virginia maybe an extra seed line, or if it comes down to it, you know, one team or another, they'll pick Virginia just because of the prestige factor. Uh, But, you know, maybe they don't do that. Maybe they do. Uh, It's hard to necessarily say, but I think that's one factor that could help them, you know, get maybe a seed higher than some of these other teams with similar resumes. Moving on to the last four in, each of these teams would be 12 seeds uh, in the projected bracket. We're going to start out uh, with Arkansas. They're ranked 43rd in the net, uh, 29th schedule, uh, two quadrant one wins, two quadrant two wins. Now a lot really jumping off the page there with the Razorbacks. Good records really what helps them get in. Wichita State is also on the last four in. Uh, five and three in quadrant two, 16 and seven overall. Uh, those two things really help get them in. Uh, they have two quadrant one wins, which is also nice. Uh, not a ton jumping off the page when when talking about this Wichita State team, but I do think they're you know a tournament team, but they're dropping very quickly. So you know next week 
when we're doing this, might not be here. Arizona State, I think, is a team that's kind of snuck up on people. Uh, they have three Quadrant 1 wins, uh, four Quadrant 2 uh, wins, and no bad losses. Uh, a decent rank in the net, not anything that stands out. But I think Arizona State right now would be an NCAA tournament team. My last team in is the Indiana Hoosiers. 15-8 overall, they are slumping big time and probably will not be on this next week. 3-7 in Quadrant 1, uh, 52nd strength of schedule. I think they're into the NCAA tournament field uh, just for the moment. One thing that could keep them out, though, is the 64th ranking in the net. Moving on, we're going to talk about the first 10 teams out uh, once you get past uh, the 10th team. No really, no real reason to talk about anyone else. Uh, so we're going to start out with my first team out is the Georgetown Hoyas. The 3-9 in Quadrant 1, 14-10 uh, overall, 4-1 in Quadrant 2. They have the wins. The record's really not there uh, when compared to some of the other teams. That's why I think they're out. NC State, uh, the thing that kills them is that they have two Quadrant 3 losses, uh, unlike a couple of the last four in teams. 3-1 and one in Quadrant 1, 4-4 four and four in Quadrant 2. That's solid. I still think they need to win a couple more games, though, to get into the NCAA tournament. Alabama comes in at 40th in the net. Uh, they have one really good win against Auburn. That is it, though. Uh, nothing really else on their resume. Uh, if they could, you know, string together a few more wins coming up here, they can, you know, get back into the NCAA tournament field. But for now, they're out. Cincinnati, two and five in quadrant one, uh, five and zero oh in quadrant two. Those type of things would probably get them in if they only had one Quadrant 3 loss, uh, but they have three Quadrant 3 losses, which keeps them out for now. Province at 13-11 overall, three Quadrant 3 losses, one Quadrant 4 loss. Uh, that's really keeping them out, despite some really good overall wins uh, right now. Moving on, the next five. Again, uh, getting to Utah State, two and four overall in quadrant one, two and one in quadrant two, uh, two quadrant three losses, uh, decent ranking in the net. You know, not a lot to like or dislike. Uh, I just don't really see this team as a tournament team right now. Although they could maybe upset San Diego State and win the Mountain West tournament and completely change my mind, but for now. Uh, they're on the outside looking in. Notre Dame at 15-9 overall. Uh, good record. Uh, playing in a really tough ACC. Not really tough at all. It's relatively weak. But 15-9 in the ACC usually is good. But only three quadrant one, quadrant two wins. No, not really any bad losses to speak of. But they wouldn't be in the NCAA tournament right now. My eighth team out is Memphis. They have two. A 5-2 record against Quadrant 2 opponents, uh, but two Quadrant 3 losses and a really bad strength of schedule keeps them on the outside looking in. Minnesota comes in at my ninth team out. The record is not good. It's 12-11. They have some things to like about their resume, but you can't get past 12-11. and 11. 
And my 10th team out, final team I'll talk about is the Tennessee Volunteers. Uh, two and six in quadrant one, four and three, quadrant two. They have some opportunities ahead, so they could potentially, you know, get a couple of those wins and maybe move onto the right side of the bubble. I'm not sure they'll win those games, but you know, we could be talking here in a few weeks and they're in the NCAA tournament field. Uh, we'll have to wait and see on that. But for now, they are my 10th team out. Thanks again for joining the weekly uh, bracket segment that I do uh, on the podcast. Uh, if you do like this type of content, do rate, review, subscribe to the podcast. Uh, it helps you know us in the metrics, and we you know get more people listening to the show. Uh, you start to get a little bit better product. Uh, so thanks again for tuning in to the podcast. And we'll be back later this week. Thank you.